<laughs> Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly along with Chad and Josh. I'm Lyle. And boys, we're looking for cool weather after today. I'm so happy. You're finally out of the 90s? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> um, for the next 10 days, we're looking at low 80s to uh, mid 80s instead of high 90s and low 100s for a while. And nice. I'm excited about that because okay. it's been so hot. Um, it's been miserable for us. I think it's been miserable for the fish, you know. Yeah. But then before the show started, um, Josh said that he'd been on fish today and just warm out. So, yeah, we only got up to about 75 here today. So, yeah, we was a little, it was a little higher than that here. We was in the mid 80s or uh, low 90s, but uh, still. 10 degrees, 10 degrees. and um, Oh, yeah, it was it was nice being out there on the water and not sweating to death. Yeah, well, you know, the lows are going to be in the 60s, so that makes for a really good morning fish. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go out and have a wonderful time and, and not get – if you want to go in before it gets warm, then you can, and, and it still makes for a nice day on the water. So, Yes, it does. Chadwick, what do you say we welcome everybody into the show tonight? All right. Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly. Oh, you already did that. You meant the chat. <laughs> yeah. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> we got Mr. Mike Sampson. I believe that might be his birthday. Happy birthday, but if it is. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. We've got Avid Fisherman, member Mark from Catfish and Crappie, Cat Life Outdoors, Hooks and Hammocks. We got Bumpin' Mike Greenwell. John Patrick Jr. has made it in tonight. Mr. Fink Fox. What's up, James Fox? Mr. Maurice Kaysen, Dave Funk, Tacklebox Mike, Calvin from K&B Anglers. We've got Dale Hayslip, member Brian B. Catfishing. What's up, buddy? we got Mr. Parker Pursuit, Joe Buck 66, Van from B3 Customs. <laughs> And we got fishing with the squirrel, Joe Newman. Wow, I'm already to the bottom. <laughs> wow, Kevin oh, Fisher. Yeah, we'll go back up here and make sure. But did you mention D's in there? No, I no, did not. Did she, not. she is not in here. Well, Mark said she is. Mark don't even know where he's at right now, let alone where D's at. Oh, oh I, I knew that. I knew that. No, D was very wore out from the weekend, so she took a nap. And is, I hear her stirring there, so she may be up here a minute. <laughs> I did see something in here, if I can find it again. Yeah, there it is. Dave Funk, 51-pound flathead over the weekend. Ooh, very Good nice. Good job, Dave. That's an awesome fish. We got the weekend angler. We oh, you have him. Skip <laughs> for Clearview Outdoors. Downtown Ernie Brown. I hope you're feeling better, my friend. It, did Ernie get home? I hadn't heard. I was not tired yet, of I don't think. Wow. Man, they really think looking at insurance money, ain't they? Oh, I know. Well, last I heard him talk the other day, it would be like possible maybe today or tomorrow, but I may be incorrect. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure he's sick of being in there. I, I oh, really sure. I'm sure Ernie is ready to be home. Yeah, and Chrissy's probably ready for him to be home. That way she could practice up on her boxing skills. 
<laughs> well, I bet. I bet the nurses are probably ready for him to be home. You're <laughs> <laughs> probably right. There's David Smith. We got Mr. Kitty Whiskers. What's going on? <laughs> Man, he's right there. He's still in. Wow. Well, Ernie, we hope you get out of there pretty soon. Yes, sir. <laughs> Evans welcome him D in there. Are you sure she's not in there? I know she's like almost here at snoring still. Oh wow. Hey, yeah, not, I, I probably wouldn't have said that. I don't think I'd have said that. <laughs> Why would she doesn't go back and watch this? <laughs> hey, there's more well, fire. I, hey, like I told her earlier today, I I had I borrowed something at work and she's all you better bring it back. And I said, Listen here, lady. <laughs> Who took you out on a Saturday night and put you on all kinds of fish? I bet this you guy. didn't say it like that. This guy. I, I'm guessing you probably didn't. Yeah, I, I'll take things that didn't happen for 500, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Linda. <laughs> Joe Buck 66 was the first one in, in chat today. Beat, beat Avid and Jody and all them people that Work so hard to get there. Double hook angling. What's going on? Good to see you, Dave. Dave had a good video out this morning. As did Josh over the weekend. Another short tip Saturday. Trying to remember if I watched yours or not, Josh. Because we went out Saturday morning for a little while and then came home and took a nap and went back out Saturday night. Well. I don't remember if I watched or not. There's I know Bob and Mike Greenwell had a neat, neat one that he just put out where cut caught a tie ball. I've got, I've got, I've got to watch that one. I'm gonna watch that one later on. Yeah, I've I never, I've you. never caught that, caught one, and now just in the last what six months or so, I've seen a, a couple of them caught. Hey Jody, how you doing? Oh, good. I'm glad you got it, Ernie. You never know. I have these people telling us that they get their stuff uh, that we mail off. And, um, well, Abbott, you've just been sent out twice. Um, so keep me posted on that. But um, sounds to me like he's got a good, nice collection of ZFG jigs. <laughs> the, <laughs> the mail department anymore. And and the reason I use a post office, that's the only game in town. We don't mm -hmm. have We don't have anybody else in Buffalo, Missouri that ships yeah. things. They have, they have um, boxes that you can leave stuff for FedEx and UPS and stuff like that. And that's never worked out good for me, so I don't do that at all. And uh, I can take it, the post office will either pick it up here or I can take it downtown, which is virtually five minutes uh, to the post office and work out. And to be quite honest, there's a few every month or every year that we have issues with. Yeah, but it seems like this year's been more than normal, but still, um, if I ship something like a fishing rod, uh, two three weeks and I'm paid on it. If you insure it, they'll pay yep. you. The post office will pay you, regardless. Yeah, FedEx, I don't know about. I never had a claim against them, but UPS has never ever paid for a claim. Never. No, and they they no. broke multiple things that I've shipped. And I never received a dime from them, but the post office within two, three weeks, 
I got a check and I'm on my way building and replacing whatever it was that got destroyed. And they've run over three inch tubes of fishing rods with a forklift before and tire tracks on them where they broke two or three. One time they broke six rods is in a tube. Uh, so that was at Christmas time and I know things are a little bit more hectic there, but the post office, if they break something or it gets lost, they will reimburse you. And so far, nobody else has. And, and, um, why buy the insurance if they're not going to pay you? Exactly. You know, like, they, all of all of them, UPS, FedEx, DHL, USPS, all of them are behind. They're always mm -hmm. they're slower than normal and all that kind of stuff. And can you tell why that is? Uh, part of it's just a trade lane. When you're trying to put so much through on planes, when you know you can't because there people are trying to go air uplift versus the the ships because the ships are taking so long, one, to get to port, two, to get unloaded and all that, you know, people don't want to wait for their goods. So yeah, what they are utilizing is trying to take up some of that airspace when they call it express, right? And even that, it's getting behind, you know, you have the customs that you have to deal with and all that kind of stuff and a lot of different things. And, you know, well, I, earlier I had problems last year and earlier this year, but I've, so far, other things right now, things that I order, I've been having better success with. But yeah, well, I mean, I know people that you know have ordered Express, paid the extra where they would get it oh, within yeah. five to ten days, and three weeks later they still haven't gotten it. So mm -hmm. it's 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 troublesome. Let's face it, the Express or the the upgrade is expensive. Exactly. It really is. It costs you a lot, a lot of money to have one next day or two day uh, shipped to somebody. It, it, it's a big investment. So if you don't, if it doesn't arrive in that time period, uh, you should be upset because you paid a bunch of money to get it there, and it just didn't happen. But mm -hmm. I, I try to talk people out of that anymore yeah. because so many times it just don't make it on the deadline it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, you got two like the, you know the war in Ukraine, the Ukraine, and all that kind of stuff going on. That's taking. I think we lost seven or eight, like 747 aircrafts with my company out of our network. So you think about how much room that wow. is. That wow. You know, those a lot of those planes, they don't just make one stop. They they travel, you know, U.S. to there to Asia, and then they make several stops. And so you lose those out of networks and stuff, and we're not the only ones out, you know, obviously. So I've never shipped not anything. That, not that we're talking about, you know. Yeah, I, I never shipped anything to Ukraine, but I have shipped stuff to the Philippines before, and I think Germany. Yeah, uh, maybe England once. You'd be surprised how many of those, especially if they're going air uplift, how how much of your merchandise, your pitching merchandise, is going from multiple countries, not just from that country to U.S. or U.S. to that country. So, makes you wonder if that's part of the reason we get these diseases. Then that, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Hard <laughs> telling. You're going all over the place when you can't do. Well, this is not cost effective to go from A to B. It's just not. No. no. Chad loses not only rods. What? He's losing airplanes now, too. Not losing, that is not my fault. <laughs> Check the river. I did lose something to the river this weekend. We can get on topic, I guess. <laughs> Abe McLaughlin says, Tomorrow is my birthday. Them blues better be biting. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. Heck yeah. 
my complex late. We sit there all night. Barge is coming through, boat rocking, no issue. Party boats and they had a river boats going up and down, no issue. A little bitty boat that barely made any wake at all, and the suction cup on my ring light popped off, and everything went in the water. Oh like, man! Luckily, the ring light we got back because it's corded, but we lost the base. So now I got to figure out some kind of way to get all that set up. Short tip Saturday. Yeah, yeah. send me a picture. I'll work you something up. I actually do have an idea, Josh, and I might get with you see if you think it would work. Me on it. We'll get make out it the work. duct tape. Welcome, Dieter Melhorn. Good to oh, see you in here tonight. Hope you're out doing some fishing. Haven't seen anything. You had a video over the weekend, but I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Habit says magnet. Well, they come with the um, the ones that have the suction that you press the lever down and it seals. And I've yeah. never had an issue with it. I mean, I've been out there, the boat, like at a you know 45, almost 90 degree angle where we're going overboard and the thing not pop out at all. I don't know what happened. It was on there for about five or six hours before it happened. <laughs> Tackle Box Mike says, I wonder how long the U.S. Post Office used horses back in the day. It would be cool to see a horse show up with Tackle. <laughs> they would be neat. That is so true. Uh, speaking of that, I know this has nothing to do with fishing. Cindy and I was driving around looking for a place to catch perch uh, last year or maybe even the summer before, and we found a restored post office out in the middle of, I mean, no place. There's nothing around it. There's a house across the road way back in the boonies. But they restored this old post office. It's a one-room, really tall, upright building. It's painted white with black lettering and stuff on it. And it's sitting right along the side of a gravel road. And I've got a picture of it somewhere. It's a pretty neat piece of, of history. And... Um, it's up around the Tunnel Dam area, if any of you know where that's at on Lake Ozarks. But it's, um, I'm guessing, five or ten miles from a hard road. Pretty pretty neat deal. So I thought I'd throw that out there. But that has nothing to do with the fact that it's cooling off. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm getting ready. That's all yeah, I had to a minute ago, but. If the fish are going to start biting, Josh says they was on fire today. They were on fire today. I've noticed, the, you know, the, the bite starting to pick up around here, too, finally. I have a couple of questions to ask you guys about that, but I think when the weather cools off and the water cools down, the fish will come out from behind them shady spots and out from some of them weed beds the smaller fish especially, mm -hmm. and out from under docks and things like that where they've been in the shade because they want out of that bright sunlight part of the time too. Uh, they'll come up from the real deep water into shallower water, and they're going to be feeding. That's my opinion. Josh? Yeah, we've, like had, we've had the uh, – I've seen the water temperature drop. I mean, here just a few weeks ago it was sitting at 88. Today was sitting at 82, and the, you know the fish were cooperating with it. They were, they were out there on the flats. They were feeding uh, several times today. Had doubles. You know you can't complain about that. And those fish yeah. are going to be putting that 
as long as this weather holds, I mean, this could be false fall. We always have false fall. And then we go back and we get yep. that week or two of hundred degree weather again. But you know, as that water temperature starts to cool, they'll they'll come out. They'll they'll catch fire. Uh, I, I'm right here. Looking, looking at like, what we were talking about the other night. Um, Saturday morning we went out and we were marking just masses of amounts of fish down on the bottom. And our rods looked like friggin' I don't, I don't you know, like somebody was ringing bells. They all of them were mm -hmm. going crazy, but nothing was even hitting them, like pulling them. And we ended up, we're like, okay, we're gonna go deeper because we don't know what this is. This is either gars swinging, you know, swiping them because we've seen gar on top of the water, or it's the babies. And lo and behold, we reeled up all of the rods, and two of them had channel cats on about this long. <laughs> yep. So that's the only two fish we caught that uh, Saturday morning. But last night, like you were saying, that rotter, we were up about 84, 85 is the hottest I saw. <clears throat> and it, it's down now into the, about 80 to 79. It's starting to kind of fall nice. a little bit. Your water temperature is that low? Yeah, it's down It's down to fl fluctuating between that. The other day, it was a little bit cooler, it seemed like. And then last, or Saturday night, it was like 80, 79 and a half, somewhere in there. But we were finding those fish. You know, in the little, I would say we were fishing about 20 to 23 to 28 feet instead of fishing where we were normally fishing at, you know, 35 range and stuff. So, but it was very active. Yeah, you and V had a good night the other night. We did. We didn't get out there till about midnight, right before midnight. And we was planning on fishing until I tried to get her to leave at seven and that didn't happen. <laughs> well, we finished it about eight o'clock. You know, caught, we caught ten, all blues except for one, and you know, about four hundred pounds of garbage that day. Wow. Yeah, I appreciate you picking that up because it's a crying shame that that people trash up the waterways where we all fish and yeah. put our boats in and out and bank fish and different things. And um, Abbott does have a program for that, uh, picking up trash, but. Um, I'm glad that you all took the time out to pick up some stuff that the other people doesn't mind. They just discard things and with no realm of reality on the effect that it has on us and everybody else uh, that fishes. Thank you, Creole. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, but yeah, there's no um, <laughs> there's no reason to um, there's no reason for people not to take their trash out. If you pack it in, you can pack it out. It's just oh that. yeah. People are lazy. They are. Disrespectful. Very disrespectful. I will say those fish that we caught, I don't know what you noticed on yours, Josh, with the cooling temperatures, but the belly, they are definitely packing on the weight now. Their belly. Oh, yeah. They were. Now, I was fishing. I was fishing on Wren today. So, I mean, we weren't, I wasn't catching anything big, but they were all out there feeding. They had full bellies and, and they were not messing around when it come to biting. If they'd hit, you know, big ones, little ones didn't matter. They were slamming those rods. Yep. That's good. That that means they've been at it a while, so. Yeah, I definitely see a difference in the last couple. In the last Probably the last, last two weekends has really started to get a lot better. That's, so. you know, yeah, I think it's just um, that time of the year. Although I believe this, the season is earlier this year. Seemed like you got the hot weather 
a little earlier than we normally yep. do, and now we're getting the cool weather a little normally. Now I know we got some hot days coming. Uh, we're not done with those yet, but uh, I'll take these ten days of, of low mid eighties because them hundred degree days don't suit me. They just I just don't care much for them, and and uh, makes it easier and, and a lot more uh, fun to be out there if you're not burning up the whole time that you're oh, there. Yeah. So. Uh, and I know the fish feel the same way. You know, like I say, they've been under docks. They've been uh, underneath trees that are falling. Any place that they could get out of the sun because they got to eat. So they're going up where them bait fish are at, but they don't stay up there very long. And mostly at night, I think that's one of the conceptions of people about feeding at night is from hot weather because mm -hmm. they don't go up shallow when it's hot like this usually. They stay down in the deeper water. If I, if, you know, I was sitting here thinking about that when we were talking just a minute ago and Light penetrates to what about thirty feet? Yeah, right. depending on cl clarity. Depending on, on clarity, right? So, do you think that's why that thirty-five foot range that I love so much is probably so? You know. Yeah, I'm the same way. Thirty to forty feet's my favorite. Oh well. Yeah. yeah, because they're they're laying there right outside of that that heat of light, and then they're able to come up and feed right out of it. So, Mark Barnum, Barnum says that Iowa DNR has a program that if you contact them, they will send you two mesh trash bags to collect trash in, dump the trash at oh. home, and repeat them next time out. Man, what a great idea oh, that is! I like that. I do too. But you know, and and uh, I I have to commend Iowa for doing that. I I think that's a a great thing. I would like to see the other forty nine states put that into effect also. It's Terry Rogers. Cool. So, what'd you say? I said Terry Rogers is in here. Oh, Terry. Good to see Terry How in here. Going, Terry? Great fisherman. But, yeah, that is, that's a that's a great program. I, I'd love to see the rest of the states involved in that. But I, I think that as long as the weather, it doesn't have to stay in the 80s all the time. It, it, like I say, I know we got some some hot weather coming back. I mean, it's not all gone. Uh, we still got to get through the rest of August and September. Mm -hmm. But what I'm looking for is October, November. Them's, them's my favorite months oh, of the yeah. year, other, other than maybe uh, April and May. You know, I like those pretty well, too. But I'll, I'll, October, November, um, usually very conducive to people that like the cool weather. Uh, yeah. The fish seem to be to like it. I like it. It's comfortable to be out in. Now you do have some some stormy stuff coming on, but the fish condition themselves to the change in the weather. They mm -hmm. they from winter to spring, spring to summer, summer to fall, uh, and a lot of people change size of baits. They change their hooks. They change this and that. I use big baits year round, so it doesn't matter to me now. If mm -hmm. I'm not getting bit at all, I'll downsize. I don't like to. Uh, but I rarely, around here, I rarely go below an eight-odd hook. I, I just, they can, a, a little catfish can get a big hook in their mouth. The only thing yeah. that's bad about that is I, yeah, I hate the, the little channel cats. We were using either eight or ten-odd. Yeah. Purple, you know. They get them in their mouth. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I, they can. The Same only thing. thing I hate about big hooks with small fish is it usually pokes their eye out. For some yeah, reason, yeah. I find that a lot of times. But 
you know, I've caught them with no eyes and I've caught them with one eye and they're fat and sassy mm -hmm. as can be just goes to show that the fact that they do use their whole body as a taste bud, it, if they lose an eye, they still find a, mm -hmm. a meal, you know. But I do, uh, you know, I do see that. And I know Dieter, him and uh, his son does a lot of deer hunting in October, but I don't do much of that anymore. And uh, even when my boys was growing up, they would, I would take them up and we had blinds set up and they'd go deer hunting. And I'd get in the boat and fish right around where they's deer hunting and I'd fish and they'd deer hunt. But, uh, I'd done all the trips to Colorado and all that stuff long before and it's not as important to me as it used to be. That's right, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I like big baits. I cannot lie. It just eliminates the little fish from bothering you. If you don't want little fish now, if I'm if I'm going after eaters, um, a seven odd hook and some inch and a half size cubes of bait is perfect. And you catch a lot of four, five, six pound fish that way. Oh yeah. But I think we've had a lot of we've had a lot of rain around here, you know, this summer and stuff too, which kept that water it was really warm rains. So now we're starting to get into those cooler rains that are really bringing the water down. And I think um, that'll help with what we're seeing right now. What we're talking about picking them up and getting them ready because I think they're they're ready for that farmer's almanac predicted harsh winter. So yep. yeah, we have we haven't had that much rain yet, but it's coming. Good night, no, Chris. Thanks on. for joining us. Get your step ladder out so you can get in bed, my friend. <laughs> I would never say that kind of thing about him. Wow. <laughs> Night, Chris. Hey, there's D or uh, Betty. Back on the possible Betty. long go son of a gun right there. Welcome, Betty. But yeah, I, um, I I'm looking forward to the cooler weather, cooler water, and um, I think everybody is. Uh, so it, it'll be a lot of fun. And um, another thing that you guys may or may not have noticed in your area, but for me, finding bait in the areas that I'm fishing seems to become easier when the weather cools off. I had all my bait that I needed today and still got some home with two throws of the cast net today. There you go. Spent yeah. an hour looking for it. Yeah. It, that's the hardest part is finding it. And then you got to throw the net to get it. But if you can't find it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Around here, it's been months trying, you know, getting, if you got a, we'll call it five to eight inch shad, you were feeling pretty lucky. Our, our yeah. big eight to 10 plus inches were like non found. You couldn't find them anywhere, no matter yeah. where we, none of our, our, our bait holes. And now, now we're starting to see them group up a little bit back in the creeks and stuff. So we're actually getting on them some decent shad and stuff like that. See, Chris Flores has joined us. Muddy River Catfishing is in here. Chris, I see Chris. Whiskers. Great to see Chris in here. Terry said he's going fishing for Skipjack tomorrow, and that's what I was thinking of. We were talking about the water cooling off. October and the first part of November is dynamite for Skipjack. That's right. You I know, need I some I don't use them hardly at all during the winter, but October, November, I'll go put a bunch, vacuum seal them, and they'll be ready for spring. You know, Skipjack. He did almost say that. You're right. Yeah. 
what? skipjack you can vacuum seal and they will keep very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fished a lot of tournaments and caught a lot of fish on frozen skipjack. Now I, I've had my times with frozen shad and different baits, but skipjack preserve, in my opinion, for frozen bait, they probably preserve as well or better than almost anything else that I'm aware of. I would agree. And I will use them all winter long. I will switch over to my primary bait being gizzard shad, <clears throat> but I will always keep skipjack in the boat. Yeah, yeah. If you're fishing river systems now, uh, I'm not. It doesn't do much good to use them up here in our lakes when I've been fishing because they don't know what skipjack is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's not that you couldn't catch fish with them, but they know what shad is. Yep. But they don't know what chicken is either. I was say I. That's true. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about chicken. You and your <laughs> brother Dieter. Um, but I, I've caught. I've caught plenty of catfish in lakes that have no skipjack in them. With right. skipjack. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's um, you know, you know, we go back to Mendota. They don't have um, shad up there. They don't have skipjack up. They don't have anything, but they do have bluegill. And I have thought about taking shad up there and trying that. The other thing that I would like to try up there is some cut carp because there's a lot of carp up there, and they're usually yeah. spawning when we were up there. But I think bluegill and carp will outcatch anything else because that's what they're used to feeding on. Um, I, I would say just like the rest of us if they don't have a good coat. <laughs> Asian carp preserve very well. Yes, and they're really tough. So their skin is so tough that once you get a hook in it, you almost gotta cut it off. But the meat preserves very well. And I, when I do those, and I've told this before, you guys can chime on this in, in just a second. I cut the tenderloin part out of the fish and throw the rest of it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, and when I do, I, I have gallon um, freezer bags, Ziploc freezer bags. I put them tenderloins in there. Whatever juice is on that fish, I drain it right into that bag with it, seal it up, put it on ice. Um I never vacuum seal them. I take them home, put them in the freezer that way, and they're still good the next time I pull them mm-hmm. out. They're just very – but uh, here's a quick trip. If you have those freezer bags, zip them all the way over and leave about a one-inch space. Dip that in the water, and the water pressure will push all the air out mm-hmm. of that and then zip that one inch in. And it's not like vacuum sealing, but it's the closest thing you can do on the water. Throw it on ice, and it'll preserve your bait very well but asian carp i've caught fish on asian carp where there wasn't no asian carp don't get <laughs> caught with a live one you, it, oh, man. It, it'll be your butt but if you do it like i do and just cut pieces off of it and try that they're just like any other fish they stink they've got mm-hmm. an odor to them and they they do stay on the hook better than any other bait i've ever used uh, we'll, we'll probably be using them up here before long. I showed you we have uh, the little babies that was. You, I know it's illegal and I have never done it, but I wanted always have wanted to catch Asian carp about six eight inches long and use them live for flathead fishing. You can't do it legally, so I have not. But I think that would be dynamite bait for flathead. I think down there in Mississippi, where you know everywhere else, I mean, what 
Well, would it hurt at this point? They're so friggin' thick. Well, I agree. Taking one out of taking one out of the river is not going to do a whole lot. Yeah, the law is the law. Invasive species. I get it, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I don't think it hurt anything either. But I'm not going to. I would be the only guy that fish are doing it that would get caught. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, but what I'm saying is they are so ingrained into the river system down there. You might as well call them a part of the ecosystem. You know, you're, I don't think there's any way they'll ever get rid of them. Thanks now. So, Creel says he roughs them up a little bit before cutting <coughs> plays, releases the blood into the meat, and and he's he's being nice about that. I'm probably not going to be, but if you have a no. little baseball bat or some kind of something hard like that to pound the sides of them fish, it'll draw the blood into the meat, and they'll preserve with more blood in the part that you're using i hang those, i hang those things up cut their tail off and they'll bleed all out their tail and they put that down in a in a little bucket and then when you cut your cut your meat off those asian carp throw it down there and all that blood in that bucket it'll soak it up that's a good idea too now does that work to, I, well with uh regular common carp and stuff as well in the same yeah, sense yeah. or i'll be honest i've never been a fan of carp everybody talked about carp being great i've never had any luck with it had good luck with it so it, it's it's not as it's more sporadic it's it's not as constant a bait as shad or skipjack or moon eye or something like that but when they're on a run for asian carp you can have your way with fish um, there was a time here about three years ago when bait was so hard to get that all the guides along the Mississippi River was using Asian carp because the only thing they could get. Even even the people down south that was bringing bait up and selling it couldn't get skipjack. They just they would disappear. And, and what I think what happens is they just go really really deep when the weather gets hot like that. But they go and and um, they was using them. And my theory has always been the hotter the weather, the better that works for bait. But it, that drought on skipjack lasted so long that a lot of the guides was using it up into the wintertime, and they were still catching fish on it in the wintertime because that was the only bait they could get. The old Jerry Parker, he likes common carp. I've never had any luck with it. and About like drum. I know people that Ugh, get fish that's on a, that's drum. That's another one. I've never, never caught anything a, on I've drum. I've never had a bite on no, drum. Ever. Me either. And I've used it. Countless times, I've Different. filleted it. I've chunked it. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. well, it's not fit to eat, and it's not fit for bait. That's the quiet way. Now, with that being said, I have a one-gallon container of skipjack oil in my garage. You've mentioned that before, hmm. and it's actually set so long that it's separated. Uh, just take it into the hardware store and put them. Have them put it in put one of the paint, paint mixers. Paint. <laughs> you can just shake it up and it that <laughs> exploded. Oh my god! Oh, but drum to me would be the perfect scenario to try that skipjack oil out. You could either suck it up in a, yep. a syringe like you do when you uh, put it on in meat, or you could just soak it in there. But I'm thinking the syringe and inject that into that, and and then let it set soak too, and if that would work, that's the only thing I could ever see drum good for. You could use it, you, that injector too, or you know, use that one on some chicken. Hello? Yeah. 
<laughs> or you could put that in a pump sprayer and get people's uh, up there in their cowling on their cars. Oh, oh yeah. Like up at Mendota, like certain people that we know up there. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, KB don't think that's nearly as funny as you <laughs> I do. I think it'd be pretty funny. Oh, we yeah. We need to make our way out to Georgia together, Lyle. Well, we need to do that, that, and we'll pretend it's paint. Let's see you, Kevin. <laughs> we'll pretend it's paint. Kevin, yeah, I need this. I need this shaken up mix. We're gonna we're gonna paint our boat racks. I'm guessing <laughs> that if we ever showed up down there, and we went into the store where Kevin was at, he ain't shaking nothing. No, no. <laughs> Well, he can't keep his eye on both of us at the same time. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But I've often thought about about uh, that skipjack oil. Um, I really have, and and uh, I just never have tried it. And uh, I keep thinking I'm going to, but I just never have. So uh, maybe one day we'll we'll figure something out. And yeah, I did see that video. I did too. Uh, I kind of take that with a grain of salt. I'm not sure I believe all of that, but. Um, it could happen. Well, I just know that I'm going to the store tomorrow and I'm getting me some pan. <laughs> we'll try it out. Try that WD-40. Hey, I got some tournaments coming up and I need some advantage. Um, there's um, WD-40, uh, ivory soap. There's I all kinds of WD-40, I don't believe, I, you know, I agree with putting in our waters, but yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, putting some Pam cooking spray on something to throw out to their fish ain't going to hurt. They're going to come come in you know, prepared to be on the fryer. So <laughs> you're, you're just preparing them for, yeah. That's right. I'm preparing yeah. them to be fried. Getting ready for the Crisco Disco. That's right. Uncle Lou made it in. What's going on, buddy? Uncle Lou? Hey, Lee. Uncle Lou had some photos of, of some new rods today on Facebook. He Those did. I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been waiting. Welcome, Kenneth. Glad to have you in here. There's Ken Smith. Commercial fishermen use drum to bait trot lines, usually cut up in one-half-inch pieces left out in the heat to sour. Maybe that's where I'm going that wrong. That might be what we're doing wrong, trying to use that stuff. have done well on smaller blues and channel cat. Hey, if it catches eating-sized fish, I'll, you know, that's the only thing I have done is I've tried it countless times, and I've never even had a bite on it. Never. I mean, it's so, it's. A, at least one or two every time we throw throw for shad that we catch. You know, well, if you follow Dockery around, you catch all of you want. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you just know, put Dockery in a catfish tournament and he'll get you all the drum you need. I'm thinking you're right about that. Yeah. What other questions did you have, Lonnie? You said you had some other some quite a list of questions. I know you asked one, but did you ask any of the other ones yet? I don't even remember what we was talking about when I said that. We're talking about what the whole discussion for the show is. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost him now. All yeah. right. <laughs> what, uh, Bill, oh. call me after the show, and I will tell you what I am getting me, or I should say what D is getting me and her. <laughs> um, but if you want any, we can talk that out. But yeah, 
no, I don't remember. I know we talked about some kind of questions about something, but I don't remember what. It was no, you, you said you, you said you had a couple questions written down for tonight, talking about the transition. You know, we're we're coming up uh, end of middle of August. Normally, this is the hottest month of the year. I think we're kind of past the hot hot part of it. And yeah, I think a lot of the hot part was in the, was in the last of July. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was July awesome. was definitely like August this year to us. I think so. I, I think so. But, you know, uh, being a little bit older than you guys, from the time I remember stuff changing, I remember my birthday's in the last part of October, and I remember having snow on my birthday a lot of times growing up. Yeah. You never see that age. Age. What was that? That's because there was an ice age. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see that anymore. And and it seems like the seasons have shifted. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe as mm -hmm. much as a couple of weeks. Um, and people look at me when I say that and they ah, there's something wrong with you. Maybe so. But I just feel like that they in my opinion, they've changed in as much as three weeks uh from where they used to be. Yeah. We get cold weather later or earlier and the seasons have just kind of made a, a, a thing. But I get so tickled with the people talking about um, global warming. Global warming started at the end of the last ice age, and it's never stopped. <laughs> so let them politicians feed you all that horse shit you can take because it makes no difference. It's going to continue to warm up until the third ice age. I can tell you there was something I watched a couple weeks ago made it so abundantly clear how you know, stupid that is. If you look at places like Florida where developers continue to pump money into developing all this, these beautiful big houses and all these, you know, shopping and everything that they're doing down there, if they really was, you know, about to go underwater, do you think that those mm -hmm. people would be investing down there? That's right. <laughs> yes. No, they wouldn't. 100% correct, because the money. they're not going to take a chance on an insurance company not paying them off. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. 64 degrees here and two and a half inches of rain that's still raining. Here comes the water, Lyle. I'm waiting for it. We're supposed I'm ready to for it. All day we tomorrow. It. We're supposed to get it all day tomorrow and up into the morning, the day after, and then look out from then on. Uh, we're going to be trying to do some stuff. Yeah, we're supposed to. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I am too. I just seen something here. Oh, here, well, it keeps moving. <laughs> I like that one. That's the one I was going for. <laughs> Van, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't think I'll make the next one. I, I really don't. I'm hoping not. Anyhow. <laughs> Our climate is controlled by the sun. The sun is controlled by galactic current. It's called a micronova every 12,000 years and a 6,000 year half cycle. Last half cycle, Noah's flood. Hmm. That's very interesting. Pretty interesting comment there. Yes, it is. Very much so. <clears throat> so what do you guys got, got planned for the weekend coming up? Uh, well, right now, I'm, I'm trying to survive the week. <laughs> and then we'll see. Now, we That's are good. out of commission on Saturday, but I think I'm going to go bank fishing Friday evening, and then maybe try to go fishing a little bit on Sunday. But so, are you 
thinking about taking Christina bluegill fishing? Ah, uh, we might if it cools off. They'll, they'll finally come back because they've been. They're deep, ain't they? Yeah, they they ain't been worth trying. They ain't been on the weed beds where they should be. So. Yeah, and and around here the water's not up. <coughs> well, what weeds we got? The bluegill are in them. Right. It's been too hot, but they're but the weeds are are out of the water here because we went so long without rain. Oh yeah, I bet your stuff was way down. The creek that I normally go out right outside town where I took the fly rod out that day and made that little short video. Um, there's where I can get to, there's hardly any water in it at all. There is still a little flow, but it's very little. And the next big hole is you have to walk down the creek bed uh, about a mile. And there's a big curve down there, and I just ain't walking that far. I don't need to go down there that bad. I have a package for you. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. So Always interested in that. In, in that? The, uh, the talks of you know getting ready for the fall transition, what will you fellows be change, changing as the temperatures start dropping? Yeah, once we drop below 52 degree water, I'm on the anchor. That is when they, my drift bite seems like it goes away right about 52. So. What about <laughs> you, Lyle? I, it, I'll still be drifting or dragging baits on planter boards up until it freezes or just gets so cold. I don't want to do it, but um, you just, you really got to go slow. You, you'll drop your current speed down where you're pulling baits from 0 0.4, 0 0.5, 0 0.6 to 0 0.1, 0 0.2. And, and you will be spending a lot more time in coves and especially deep coves with shallow sides. And if the, uh, if the um, um, sun is out hot and bright and you see shad flipping alongside the banks, you better get your boards up there. Yep. If you don't see them flipping anywhere, you better move them out into some deeper water, maybe not all the way to the bottom, but usually there'll be some good fish at the bottom of those deep coves. And I will have a better time finding bait because all the shad and stuff will be in the back of those coves when it starts warming up and it's a lot easier to get and I don't have to worry about throwing the net too many times. Yep. I would, I would say the same thing as far as, um, the speed thing, um, trying to figure out if you can, if you can, if you can do it, suspending <clears throat> current's not super crazy, getting it as slow as you can. I think the big thing with that is, or those methods of fishing is, is, uh, speed control. I gotta, I gotta tell you, fellas. I'm gonna try something this this fall that, <laughs> that I haven't tried in a long time. Um, I've been watching a lot of guys' videos here recently where they're using smaller size hooks. They, they, people are making a change back from using eight, ten, twelve odd hooks to five, six, and seven odd hooks. They're still catching thirty, forty pound fish. Um, oh, yeah. I'm thinking that I'm going to try smaller hooks and maybe smaller bait because what I'm going to be targeting a lot this fall is going to be eating size fish. Uh, now that does not mean that I won't take a big one if it comes along, mm -hmm. but we rarely keep fish. 
but I want to keep some this year because the conservation department in Missouri wants us to take those smaller fish out because we're overpopulated with them. Well, who don't like to eat them anyhow? So instead of throwing every fish back, we're going to keep a few, and I'm going to, I'm going to target smaller fish this fall and see if downsizing will make a difference. Of course, we're still going to have some ADOT hooks, maybe not tens, but we'll have ADOT hooks with normal size bait. Now, I'm not talking about hand size. I'm talking about chunks, you know, two yeah. and a half, three inch chunks. We'll still be using those and see if it makes a difference on the number of fish we catch versus quality of fish we catch. Does that make sense? Yep. I would definitely think the, um, the the quantity would go up. You know, like what we've been talking about with what's happening with me and I, where we're getting, oh my goodness. Like I said, I don't know how many fish we probably would have caught the other day, but the same thing with uh, dragging baits a couple weeks ago up in the um, – the creek there that we was doing we were pulling in six rods at a time that we were dragging and every one of them would be without bait or just have skin hanging there were the little mm-hmm. they were just pecking the heck out of them and, yeah you know what's one of the reasons why i like using big bait because it keeps a lot of the small fish away from you but you don't catch as many you just no. or as no, a rule you don't, you don't. Uh, Richard says that him and Stephanie caught a bunch of eater Saturday and missed some on eight aught switched to five aught and killed them. See, and that's that's where I'm at. You got to be, you got to be willing to to change up your tactics. You know, I you're think getting, that you're right. You're and, getting and, back that are skin up, downsize them a little bit. I think that a lot of a lot of the problems with me is for so long we, all we did was we didn't even go out and fun fish. We either was pre fishing or was in a turn. And and you have to get out of that mindset to get yep. back to doing things that you used to do. And so that's that's what we're gonna to try to do this fall. <laughs> well I mean it too is you know, especially with the YouTube frame of mind, you know obviously you you're looking for, you know, numbers when you're live and stuff like that to make it entertaining. But when you're trying to do video, you're out there tournament mindset of you're look wanting to show people the big fish, right? Which yeah, you know, people like Josh and I can't do. Um, but you know, we're trying. Um but you have to change that mindset. If you're wanting to put something, some action-packed fishing in front of people, you got to do that. Or if you're going for eaters, but worrying about the eight, ten, twelve odd fish, you know, or hooks, yeah. go after the fish. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Well, you know, we want to keep a few and um, and eat a few. So that's that's how you would do it. Um, Chad, do you have the? Um, I do. You do. I got it ready. Be ready your mind. Let me let me pick up a couple of things out of the magic box over here. Oh, you tell me what the mat. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder that word. That's going to be our hashtag. What magic hashtag box? Magic box. <laughs> Kids, you need to move. <laughs> I don't know if I should use that one. Use it. You don't think that one? <laughs> Magic box. I think that's even a stretch for YouTube. Come on. Okay. Let's see. We're going to share that now. Mid South's already on board. Seen somebody I- already did, and I ain't even shared it yet. There we go. Hashtag Magic Box. Magic Box. Sweet. We have one of these. 
which is the two and a half inch uh, float with eight out circle hook, three way sinker. And then we have one of these. I know you're not going to be able to see the cork very well. It's like a channel cat rig with a line rattle on it, a couple of beads. And again, it looks like a tail hook on this one. There they come. So that's what we'll give away this week. All right. The hashtags are starting to roll in, Lyle. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Mark is coming on right after we're done. Um, so be sure to tune in to Catfish and Crappie Podcast. We're going to go over probably a little bit tonight, and he's aware of that. In fact, encouraged it, so we should be on Chad Magic, Chad's Magic Box. <laughs> I don't think that's going to win you a prize, but it is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Dad thinks my Magic Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. Uh, oh. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> slap, slap, slap. Oh, anyway. Wow. Yeah, tail hooks. I liked them for a long time. Uh, so, uh, I used, I used to like them a lot. I don't use them as much as I used to, and I've got a bunch of them. But um, they supposedly would work like a circle hook, or you could set the hook with them. Either mm -hmm. one. The only way I ever got to set the hook on them and done a whole lot of good is if I offset them pretty good. Uh, they work really good that way. Um, I still consider them a really good flathead hook, but after using those ten, nine, and ten aught Gamagatsu big river hooks, uh, I'm convinced that's the best hook for flathead fishing. If you're setting a hook, uh, it's the best one I found. Uh, you can lay it on one, and they're very strong. Don't break. Got extremely sharp point on them, and um, if you're going to catch flatheads, they are awesome. Oh, Van, thank you so much, buddy. Does anybody yeah. remember Little Stinker Bait for Catfish? Yeah. That yes. sounds familiar, but I don't know that I do. Yes. Yeah, it came in a tube. Yep, sure did. Huh. You had a little teardrop thing, and you stuck yep. that one. And it stunk. It was horrible smelling. You get that on your hands, you smell it all night. That's exactly right. And for those that wonder what... what um, Van has joined. We have a join button at the bottom down there, right below where you can run down there and hit the like button if you enjoyed the, the video. You can also um, join that and, and be part of our membership into the, uh, into the Catfish Weekly family, or you can just subscribe. We'd love to have you in any, any part of any of that, so please consider doing that while you're in here. And we would also very much love and appreciate Given the thumbs up, um, yes. you know, it's always crazy. We got like, you know, close to 80 people in here right now, and we're sending about 50 thumbs up. Um, but noticing a little bit of forgetfulness on a lot of different channels, I, and myself yeah. included, you know, be sitting there watching, get ready to leave, and be like, oh, I forgot to hit the thumbs up for them. So yeah. just make and, sure you uh, please do that for folks. Right. And you don't have to do it only during live. If you're watching our stream uh, after it's loaded onto YouTube, the next few days or weeks later, you can still hit that like button in and it still counts yep. towards uh, the count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got talking about that little stinker catfish bait. We kept the little rubber dip tubes, you know, that you could fill up with that. 
You know what we started using instead of that smelly sh stuff? What? We started going to the dollar store and buy a can of that cheese spread stuff that you put on a cracker. Yep. Fill that up with there. Those little channel cats, they'll eat that just as much as they will that little stinker stuff. And then it doesn't smell bad. And Here's a thought. Who's ever tried peanut butter in one of them? That's like using bacon in my book. Yeah, I don't eat peanut butter. You don't I like peanut, peanut butter? butter? I no, I don't. Peanut. It's not that I don't like it. I don't like it sticking to the roof of my mouth. <laughs> I don't like that. Never did. I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I never ate it then. But some peanut butter candy I can go for, but I just don't eat peanut butter. But I think that would probably, it would smell a lot better than some of the stuff that people are yep. using. And if you had one of them little tubes and little <laughs> tubes, you could put it in there with a spoon or a knife blade or something. Be worth a try. Yep. Sean, think, D, that's what we used to do. We'd fill the dip tubes up and get the lines out in the water. If you got hungry, you'd just take the cheese and you'd one for you, one for me kind of thing. I'm thinking that, that the peanut butter would be a, a lot better. You get a snack out of that if you really had to. I'd <laughs> run out of bake both of them pretty quick. I'd have a spoon of peanut butter. Or a... You'd have a treble hook in the side of your mouth. And... <laughs> I need a video of that. <laughs> we tried a grape one time because we were out fishing and Caitlin wanted, she was eating, she had a bag full of white grapes and she was just eating grapes like crazy she said dad do you think catfish like them i said i don't know she goes let's put one on a hook and try it so we let that grape sit out there nothing ever bit on it but we gave it a shot well they'll eat mulberries so i don't know why it'd make a difference uh, yeah <laughs> alpo dog food works yeah. well too and it's soft or it used to be i guess it still is alpo used to come in a can i think yep K and B says, "Do a one versus one chicken versus peanut butter." That's all you, Kevin. You just <laughs> jump right like on it. that, and I'll watch it when you come out with it. I'll give you a thumbs up. I'm not sure if I'll watch it. <laughs> and I definitely don't use the sauce. What is wrong? This is all human food. What are you all? What's wrong with you all? Who yeah, else like was talking sauce. about doing a stink bait challenge or something at some point? Somebody here recently. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I lost a lot of weight whenever I did that or something like that. I don't remember. But I lost a lot of faith when we did the one v one, and Larry and Cody and three plus one. They uh, decided to make me use all store bought baits. And yep. Yeah, I remember that. Like you had to sing songs and stuff. Yeah, I, I will say that I did win that one, and I caught fish <laughs> with everything. Yeah. Back, but peanut butter yeah. versus bacon. Hell, grocery yeah. bills are too expensive now to be using store-bought bait. Holy crap, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can't afford it no more. Well, I don't know. Even, you know, because we, you know, I don't have the luxury of being so close somewhere where you, you go catch the skipjack like you guys do down there, Josh. But every once in a while, we can get on skipjack up here. Not very often. It's like yeah. a couple weeks out of the year, it seems like they're running at the dams and stuff, and for us, you can't find them. Unless you're finding these little bitty ones that are this long. Here next time they're running, is all I got to say. I'll bet what? they was, Troy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so we're, you know, stuck. If we want skipjack a lot of times, buying them because, you know, catching them is, you don't, if you're not stocked up, <laughs> and now oh, they wow. went up to $8 a piece up here. For how much? $8 for a skipjack. 
I'm in the wrong line of work. Yeah. Hey, Paul. I know that gas costs a lot of money to go out and get it. It don't cost that much. No. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I don't know if it's that and the regulations, depending on where they're catching it at or what, but it is. Well, here's the thing. If you think about it, they got to pay the gas money in the boat to go get them. Mm -hmm. They do. They got to gotta vacuum seal them, do all that stuff, but that investment should have been paid for by now. And then they got to haul them somewhere to get rid of them to people that want them. Yes. $3 and whatever it is a gallon, yeah. wherever you're at. So, you know, they got a lot more expense than they had, but $8 is pretty pricey for a skipjack. Yeah, Kevin's right. As long as people keep paying it, they're going that's to keep it, that's it for that. That's a hundred percent correct. If if you're uh, only, if you're willing to, to pay for it, I'm not. I won't do that. I won't pay eight dollars fish. I won't, I won't either. They had an uh, MRM a few years ago. We was down there, and and bait was tough. It really was. And I had put an order in and didn't get what I ordered. And other guys that ordered after me did. And I was had a little case of red ass over that. Regardless, they were selling skipjack in Bass Pro Shop that day for. Eleven dollars a head, and I refuse to pay it. I just wouldn't no, do it. No, I, I'm not going to do it. They're they're not going to do me that way, and uh, I just ain't going to do it. That's that's just crazy. Just check it, this. We we've been stuck at thirty five for quite a few. <laughs> we'll give it another minute or two. If anybody is still interested in that for the uh, giveaway that Lyle's going to be doing, yeah. If, uh, if we're stuck at thirty five, let the big dog eat. Well, let everybody know it's not a magic box that he's giving away. It's something yeah. out of the magic box. Here's the first one. This is the cat. The channel cat rig will be the very first one. Kevin, I think that's called a tarpon, buddy. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Forty-eight inch long skipjack. Yeah, it better be big for that. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I remember buying them for a buck a piece. It ain't been that long ago. You paid four in advance, and if you waited and didn't pay four in advance, it was two dollars a piece. They used to be so thick behind Kentucky Dam that my dad oh, yeah. told me the story when he was younger about laying down there on the rocks when they'd go down there. They'd go down there and snag spoonbill. Yeah, so they'd be back there snagging those paddlefish, and they'd get bored or worn out or a little bit of both. And laying down there on those rocks, sticking those skipjack with a pocket knife as they'd swim past because they were everywhere. Yeah. We um we used to make skipjack trips down Cumberland City. We'd go over to over New Year's weekend every year for several years. We go down there last time I had like sixty some of us down at that motel. We just having oh, a blast. Wow. And I brought back almost six hundred that year. <laughs> of course they've changed the regulations now where you can't bring back that many. But mm -hmm. And that's okay. I, I'm all about that because I think that's a lot of reasons skipjack are harder to find now than yep. they used to be is over over harvest. But um, man, that was so much fun, and you could just catch the fire out of them. Here we go, fellas. Three, two, one, go! Magic box. Double Congratulations, buddy. Dave, just send me your shipping address, my friend, and I will get this right out to you tomorrow. 
Thanks so much for watching the show. And for those of you that haven't checked out Dave's videos, Double Hook Angling on YouTube does a lot of jig tying if you're into that kind of thing. Also does some live streaming. Just got everything set up to do that. Very entertaining. You'll love it. Be sure to check him out. All right. Just let me know when you want to do the second one there, Lyle. Well, <laughs> guess if anybody's going to get in, they need to hurry it up and get on in there. And, 45 uh, in there. Yeah, we're right? 40, we have 45 entered in now. Okay. I'm going to see. we got 72 watching, so you would think that we could get a few more than that. There's Kevin Baker. Well, one of them is me, I think. Did you enter oh. the drawing again? <laughs> no, I'm not entering. <laughs> But if my name comes up, I'll spin again. Uh, <laughs> I kept entering during a pool party just to see how long it would be before Christina said something, called me out for it, and it didn't take very long. <laughs> hey, that's pretty. You need to stop messing with her. I was trying to win a set of my stickers. I wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Lance, how you doing? We're going to give about 10 more seconds, and I'm going to give her a spin a Rooney. Let's do that. Yeah, we All right. We're 47 now. so. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> it's stuck. There we go. There we go. AJH. AJH, you can message me on Messenger, either my personal stuff on Catfish Weekly, or you can email me at catfishweeklytv at gmail.com and send me your full name and shipping address, and I will get that right out to you. Congratulations, gentlemen. Absolutely. That's awesome. Glad to see you win. And, uh, you you don't even know how to spell your name. <laughs> Who? Calvin from K and B Anglers. I'm pretty sure he don't. He said that's not how you spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> not how you spell my name. Wow. <sighs> hey, there's Paul Smith. Welcome to the chat, Paul. So, any closing stuff for tonight, fellas? Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Please, pick up your trash. Don't throw it in the river. Oh, yeah. I'll be working on trying to get that video out here as quick as I can, but, yeah. Yeah, I, that, man, I gotta, again, I commend you guys for picking up all that trash. It's a shame other people don't pick up their own trash. Um but, you know, uh, we've drug out uh, bags and bags full of that over the years and uh, never thought anything about it. Just You just look at the people and you have to consider the source of the people that's <laughs> leaving it there. Uh, and that's them ones good. that's leaving them needles and stuff there, it's a shame you're able to do that because you're endangering the life of everybody that walks down through there. I 100% agree. Yep. But, I hate, yeah. hate to be that way, but I am that way. A lot of us take buckets and stuff of your bank fishing, or maybe even take a, an extra bag with you or something like that. But, you know, it, that just lit me up seeing bags of, of garbage floating down the river. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's too bad. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Glad, 
I'm glad. It, it, I don't know what it was, but it, it it lined up perfect. We had planned on leaving at seven. We reeled up about a quarter after eight, and when we were we were literally forty yards from the mouth of the Licking River, and as we was pulling the anchor up, I said, "What's that?" So it just worked out that. Well, we saw those saw that garbage. So And it's not like there's not trash cans at every boat ramp. Exactly. Oh yeah. Or every store you go to or your house or, or whatever. With you anyway. Yeah. Don't and throw it out there on the That's right. And for those that are, are interested, don't forget Abbott Fisherman has a program that you can be a part of. Forgot about that. About picking up trash where you fish, whether it be on the bank, at the boat ramp, in a boat, see it laying up, floating down the river, whatever the case is, check him out. He can tell you how to get involved with his program about picking up trash. Well, I can tell you that we had about a thousand pounds of trash in the boat. Probably not that much. It was probably, you know, 500 pounds just because of all the water that was soaked into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It took me and Deep both together pulling it from the net up. Just rolling it. Yeah, there's Maurice Kaysen come in tonight. Freddie's in here. Said he sent Chad a picture. So <laughs> that's scary. Send me a picture of a big old gar. Oh, wow. big old gar. Seventeen pounds. It is a big gar. Caitlin loves those things. Ever since she caught one during, during one of Rogers Kids tournament, she absolutely loves gar. I think they remind her of James Dockery. They might. They're little. They're short and angry. Yeah. <laughs> Any closing stuff tonight, Josh? I, I think we're good tonight. Uh, okay, I was tip. trying to come up. I was trying to come up with a tip. I will say this: it's not so much a tip as it is a maybe an observation. I know most people don't work on their equipment anymore. They don't work on their boat motor. They take it and have it done. I don't. One, I can't afford it. Two, I know how to work on my stuff. But I started noticing when I was going down the river yesterday that my wide open throttle RPM wasn't running where it should normally run. So I figured it's been two or three years since I changed spark plugs on a two stroke. That's about the life of of a plug. It's time to get new ones. And it was a good thing that I did because I found one bad one when I was pulling them out to inspect them. But I went in the auto parts house to get spark plugs, knowing exactly what I needed. And that boy there was, they only had two of them, so he was going to have to order me the other four. He was trying like crazy to talk me into substituting their house brand. And I'm sitting there telling him, no, it's not going to work. And he finally, he pulled one out. I didn't, I had time to, time to kill. I said, go get one of those. So on a Mercury of that year, there's surface gap plugs. That means there's no electrode hanging off the bottom of the The ones he was wanting to substitute had electrodes hanging down. If you put those in there, you were going to have problems. And so they don't know, especially in a parts, you know, an auto parts store, they don't know <laughs> boat motors. They're not paid to know boat motors. Know what you know what you need. Know what your motor takes before you go in Stick there. To it. <laughs> that could have caused a lot of problems. Yeah, because that might have stuck down there long enough to hit the top of the piston. Touch that, touch that top of the piston, and that would have been bad. Yeah, absolutely. See, J-Dog has made it in here. Good to J-Dog. see you, Jason. Um, Monday night, Catfish Weekly is going to have a guest. 
next Monday night. Let me get it up here because I done forgot the guy's name. It's Mark <laughs> Mark Greer with Whisper Pig Fishing will be our guest next yeah. Monday night. Um, Mark's very knowledgeable. He has a lot of insight on a lot of things. Um, he has uh, knowledge about things that I did not know that he knows had. Uh, I had quite the conversation with him here a week or so ago. We are excited to have him on as our guest Monday night, and we are going to have a blast because he wound up like an eight-day clock. Uh, but he knows a lot about fishing um, and tournament fishing because he grew up in the era like I did of seeing BASS develop. And he see like I do sees a lot of that going on with the catfishing world today, although I see a lot of it going the wrong direction. Now we'll see what his insight is on it when he joins us. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. The man catches a ton of fish. And if you haven't watched some of his videos, you need to go check him out, Whisker Pig Fishing. It's gonna be a blast. So be sure to tune in there. And Thursday night, um Chad and Freddie will be on um, the bait shop and we will follow him up with Panfish Nation right after that. You have a guest, uh, Chad? Yeah, ma'am. Freddie? I might have him as a guest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or he might have you as one. He may he may have me. Who knows? Yeah. Well Mark and I will be on right after that, so be yeah. sure to tune in for that. Um, that's all I got for tonight, fellas. All right. It was a great show. Appreciate you guys joining us. Um, be sure to hit the join button, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. We appreciate it. means a lot to all of us as we keep trekking down the field, trying to get uh, a grip on what we're doing here. We're trying to make it better for everybody. So if you enjoy what we're doing, please please like and subscribe. See everybody next Monday night. Have, Have a great week. week.